most of my life was spent in fear. And almost every decision I made, even if it was to buy my lunch, felt like often a life or death situation. Um, so I later on um, came to understand that I had experienced a lot of trauma. Uh, and so the other reason I wanted to go into accounting was because I thought I'd rather just talk to numbers a lot more than talking to people. So the person you see here talking now comfortably, I was able to sometimes pretend and present that way, but inside, completely terrified, completely not knowing if I was saying the right thing and just thinking every time, man, I sure got lucky this time, nobody caught me. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today, we have Bob Wheeler with us, and he is going to tell us all about what he's up to and who he is. Take it away, Bob. All right. Uh-oh. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. So, <laughs> no pressure. So I'm a CPA uh, by trade. I have a tax practice with about a thousand clients. I'm CFO of the world famous comedy store in Hollywood. And I created the money nerve. I, I wrote a book called the money nerve about money and emotions. And I also just recently wrote a book called Darius wants a dog about a um, kid wanting a dog financial literacy book series that I'm doing for kids. And Basically, my mission has been to normalize conversations around money because so many people think having a conversation around money means we have to fight, we have to go hide, or we have to live in shame. And so I really want to just start to have these conversations so people understand they may be difficult conversations, but they're so necessary and not to live in fear around our money stories. Not as fantastic. Because that is something that like <clears throat> I talk about all the time, because I think that a lot of our feelings towards money, not only are they based in fear, but it's also a lot has to has to do with our experiences in our childhood around money. Right. So um, I'm glad that you are addressing this. This is very, very important uh, to talk about. So tell us about um, how everything got started with your practice. Like what made you decide yeah. to become a CPA? So I actually wanted to be a lawyer. My whole life was I'm going to be a lawyer. I knew that early on. And I was taking all my law classes before going to law school, pre-law and all this stuff. Met a few lawyers and I thought, mm, don't really like lawyers. <laughs> I don't think I want to be one of these people. Uh, not to say that there aren't some amazing lawyers. It's just not something I wanted. And at the same time, I was taking accounting just to help my grade point average because it was something that I did that was easy. Um, 
But of course, I didn't initially think about it because I had the belief that everything has to be hard and painful. You can't be good at something, right? That was a belief. Um, it's too easy. I can't charge for that. That's easy. Um, but I, I did get into accounting. Originally, I thought, well, accounting would be a great way to see other businesses to see what kind of business I want to have. Because um, right. I knew after working for a couple of people, I didn't really want to work for other people. Um, I sort of like being my own boss. Um, I don't always follow the rules. Uh, I don't stay in the lines. And uh, so I got into accounting and realized, oh, this is my business. Um, my professor in college always told me public accounting was 60% accounting and 40% public, meaning you had to learn to be able to interact with people. It wasn't oh. just about the numbers. Mm. Yeah. And so as I was, as I opened my own practice, I realized people were going out and doing the exact opposite of what seemed like really sound practical advice. And I realized if I didn't understand what was emotionally motivating them or sabotaging them or whatever their story was, if I didn't understand that, I couldn't really move forward. So I needed to meet them where they were, see if we could find some commonality and then move them in a direction that would better serve them. No, absolutely. That is a, uh, that is huge because um, <clears throat> yeah, anytime you talk about finances, there's always going to be a lot of emotion involved. And so if you can tap into that and you're able to elicit that from your clients, that's amazing because then you're able to better serve them. Right. And, Absolutely. and they're more likely to give you all of the tea instead of holding <laughs> back some of the leaves. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So. Absolutely. And here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's accountants. We see most of the dirt, right? We see all the stuff that other people don't see. And they need to have a safe space, I feel, that they can share everything so that I can actually, if you don't tell me what you're doing, I can't really help you fully um, because I'm missing pieces of the puzzle. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you so then you had this um, epiphany, right, in, mm -hmm. in college um, when you realize that, oh, my goodness, this is something that's easy for me. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I gel with the initial grouping I thought I was going to be a part of. And so you are set out to do your own thing. Was there any fear involved in that? Starting a business, being on your own, that type thing? Oh, absolutely. So let me preface by saying most of my life was spent in fear. And almost every decision I made, even if it was to buy my lunch, felt like often a life or death situation. Um, so I later on um, came to understand that I had experienced a lot of trauma. Uh, and so the other reason I wanted to go into accounting was because I thought I'd rather just talk to numbers a lot more than talking to people. So the person you see here talking now comfortably, I was able to sometimes pretend and present that way, but inside completely terrified, completely not knowing if I was saying the right thing and just thinking every time, man, I sure got lucky this time. Nobody caught me. Right. So if I was sitting in a circle of 10 people and the facilitator said, everybody go around and say your name and where you're from, I could barely get through saying my name. It okay. was, I was comfortable being in my power seat in my office, but outside in the world, when there was more than three or four people, it was very terrifying for me. So I had this balance of present well, terrified, present well, terrified. And people will laugh and say, seriously, seriously, I had to do a lot of work. And I had to do a lot of soul searching and I had to make a decision that I was going to stand up and be uncomfortable and show up. Even if my voice was shaking and I was in complete fear, I was going to still step forward and go for it. 
That's awesome. That is so awesome. Because that sounds like a fair public speaking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and a whole lot more, but definitely right, right, right. public speaking for sure. Wow. Which by the way, you're not alone. That is also my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. And um, it apparently is one of, I mean, it's one of the fears that tops the list actually above the fear of dying, fear of is, dying, which Absolutely. is nuts to me. Like every time I, I look at that, I'm like, seriously, why? But yeah. you feel like you're dying when you go up there. Right. When you're in front of people and you have to give a speech, you feel like you're about to die. So yeah. I could see why people would, you know, have it be above, above that particular fear. So how did you, so you said that you did a lot of work to overcome mm-hmm. this. What mm-hmm. kind of things did you do in order to get there? So I took personal growth workshops. Um, I got involved in core energetics and radical aliveness, which is a somatic-based, body-based therapy. And so you do a lot. The first two years is just looking at your history, looking at your trauma, looking at relationship with mom and dad, looking at just certain life experiences and, and certain moments and how that was impacted. And it was in, it's excruciating. It was not fun. I went into it kicking and screaming. Um, took me into altered states um, um, of complete terror. And so I had to do a lot of willingness to be really uncomfortable. And it was terrifying knowing that I had a couple people supporting me saying, you got this and being in a safe environment that allowed me to go to all these places was really important for me. And I think it's important for most people to know that they have a safe split, a safe space, um, but it wasn't fun. I mean, it certainly was uncomfortable. I certainly didn't want to have to look at the realities of places where I hadn't stepped up, where I had mm. chosen to ignore, or I let my fear drive many of my decisions. A lot of my decisions earlier in my life were all fear-driven, uh, gotcha. missed opportunities, fear-driven. And right. to have to look at that and, and, and just be okay with that and say, well, that's where I was. And I was doing the best that I could with the information I had. And so I just really spent a long time going in that. I I think I came to a point where I didn't feel happy in life. And I think often we're told to, you know, pursue success, but we're not told to pursue happiness. Right. And so I was busy trying to be successful and hit all my marks and do all the things that present well. But inside I felt empty. And I got to a point where I said, I'm not sure I want to be here anymore. Oh, wow. And I had so to say, it was pretty, pretty deep. It was pretty deep. Oh my. It was pretty deep. And I had to make a choice. Do I want to live or do I want to figure a way to get out of here? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I'm scared. And so I made a choice and I said, even regardless of what comes, comes at me, I'm going to push through it. I'm going to get support and I'm going to keep pushing forward. This is my journey and I want to show up for it. So um, it was not easy. And there were, a lot of nights that I'm like, well, what am I doing? Um, mm. So when I tell people you got to do the work, I'm not saying it's fun and exciting and you get to look forward to it, but I can tell you that it, you have to, to be transformed, you have to go through the fire. You don't get to go around it. Right. You've got to be transformed by going into the fire. And so whenever I have a fear, and I think this is what really helped me in life was whenever I noticed I was afraid of something, I moved towards it. Um, you know, maybe it took me a, a time or two to get there, but once I realized that's that's a fear I have, I've got to move towards it and know that it's not going to kill me. Nice. That's a great pearl because um, you are absolutely right 
in what you said about when you move towards it, even though it might, sometimes it might take a couple of tries, you know, that, that action alone is just like, it just it speaks volumes, right? Because it helps you to get through the situation, to grow from the situation, to be able to help other people in the future, right? It is your yeah. testimony, right? So yeah. that is amazing. Now, thank you for sharing that. And I know for sure that those two years were not easy because whenever we have to deal with our true selves and you know the, the baggage that we carry as adults, it's never yeah. easy. Never easy. Life is not life is not easy. And and for those that it is, fantastic. But I think most of us, we have so many challenges, um, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, what, whatever it may be, self-worth, right? These are these are things that we all face, regardless of what family we're born into and what challenges we have. And um there's just so many our 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 ethnicity, right? Our 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 gender, our race, our sexuality. All these things come in, and all of us get different challenges, and it's hard. And when you're willing to go through all that, I think for me now the freedom is, yeah, I don't have to do it right. And somebody will say, well, you didn't do that perfectly. Yeah, cool. I showed up. Right. Um, right. I'm not going to worry about perfection. I'll never get there. Right. Um, and it gives me such a freedom to just know, like, I'm going to be okay. And I'm enough just like this. I'm enough. I'd love to have impact. I'd love to be in connection with people. I'd love to have a huge impact. Um, and I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. I'm good. No, that's fantastic. That is really good. And then, so the other thing is, I, lo I love that you had this journey because it's like, it's almost like the hero's journey. You know, you went into the cave, which was uh, was those two years, you know, and then you came out reborn, right? You came out yeah. a completely different person. And so that is like, that is such a, a really great story, you know, to have, to tell and to have experienced. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, as you were in it, it was quite ugly and maybe you weren't happy about, you know, being in it, but in sure, in retrospect, you probably look back and you say, you know what, I'm so glad I did that because now when you speak, you speak of a freedom that you didn't right. have before. And right. I think that is what helps you to make an even greater impact on those around you, right? Because now mm -hmm. you have an incredible story to share with them and, you know, they can relate to you even more deeply. And, you know, that, that kind of trust and that kind of rapport is not an easy thing to come by, right? And it only comes through authenticity, really. And so, you know, having had struggle, right? And like you said, not everybody has struggle because, you know, and, and I would say that the people who think that life is easy are just not dealing with their baggage. Yeah, I, I would agree that's with just, that. That's just, um. <laughs> that's just the facts, right? So, yeah. you know, cause life isn't easy. Right. It's and not. so it's just, so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, I, you have to work on yourself a little bit. That's okay. I got yeah. you. <laughs> Look, Hey, you know what? That's good news and bad news. It doesn't right. end until it ends. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, I guess that reminds me of the joke. There's a joke. Um, uh, oh, it's it's basically um, for people that are feeling really happy and people feeling really sad about a situation. This too shall pass. Um, That's right. Right. And so the more we can not get emotionally invested in some of our trauma and the more we can let it go and just say that was a moment. I don't want to relive it again. Uh, I'm still here.
That's right. Still standing. Still, still standing. standing. I love it. Yeah. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. So you have to tell us now about, so, you know, you did all this deep work mm -hmm. and you got to a really good place. And mm -hmm. then you, so then was it after that, that the practice got started? No, I started the practice ahead of time um, before all this happened. I mean, okay. the thing is, you know, my analytical brain, the, the, the part of the brain that said, this is all going to happen. I was really good with that stuff. And so. Okay. Um, even though, and what's interesting is my business really started doing better when I actually created my own corporation because I was more willing to advocate for my business than I was still willing to advocate for myself. Ah, right. So if I put yeah, the yeah. money in my account, I'd sabotage it. If I kept it in the business, I'm like, that's my baby. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so I was, you know, so I used that to my advantage. Uh, okay. and, and, uh, so I grew the business and then as I was doing the business, I decided to write this book. Um, because I was hearing so many stories from people and friends of mine that were feeling so ashamed because I work with a lot of people in the entertainment industry. And so there's a lot of shame about choosing passion over profits. Right. And mm -hmm. so I decided to write this book and I started incorporating um, as I was going through this journey and radical aliveness and looking at and questioning it really influenced. I sort of rewrote the book um, with that perspective in it. So I do have a, certification in somatic therapy as well. So I, I do also live in that um, psychology world a little bit, therapy world. And um, yeah, so it, I think it all just built upon itself. Um, I was fortunate that I was good with uh, being friendly enough, even though in my own mind, everything was like, ah, you know, like I said, I was safe in my office with my two chairs. Um, and so I was a good listener and I was open to meeting people. And so from that, my practice went from like a hundred people to 300 people to 700 people over a very quick um, period of time, because I was willing to meet with a few people that ended up introducing me to more people. And then it just, uh, it just increased, you know, tenfold. Nice. Nice. And then, so, okay. So you started writing a book and then you did a revamp of the book. And mm -hmm. so how long did it take you to write the book? So it probably, it took about two years. And, okay. and what I did, and it's different for everybody. Um, when I write, my mind goes faster than my writing. So I like half the things in my head, I, I forget. 
right? I can't get them down on paper soon enough. So what I ended up doing was I had a good friend who knew me and knew what I was sort of about. And he basically, we sat down four or five times a week for an hour or two. And he would record and ask me questions. And then I would expound on this and I expound and we just taped everything. I just, okay. conversation, conversation. Then we took all those conversations, uh, transcribed them into text. And then I worked with an editor and we finally just went, okay, this all goes here. This all goes here. And so it just really helped for me to be able to clarify it with somebody and just put out all my thoughts and then, um, and do it. Now for some people, everybody else does, you know, everybody that has their own way, but for yeah, me to be able yeah. to talk it out, um, uh, was really, really the way to get it done. No, that's, that's great. That's great. And kudos to your friend for sticking it out for all those hours. Holy smokes. That's a lot. <laughs> he got paid. Like, he oh, got paid. did he? Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I really hope he was compensated more than just hey, a friendship. He was, okay. he was compensated. Okay, good. He got paid good, well. Good, good. He got paid well. <laughs> good. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, that's great. And then so now you do you have a copy of the book there? Um, you know, I um I do it's on the other shelf. Um oh, okay, all right. I, well, do you mind like you can because there's this this is gonna be on the YouTube channel, right? This, oh, this yeah, video. Yeah. But um, I was gonna say you can show the video, show the the book. I'm um, gonna go grab the book. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I like your fish tank. I see Nemo up there. I see you got Nemo up there too. There we go. Awesome. Okay, so the, the money, money nerve. nerve. Okay, navigating the money emotions of money. Fantastic. All right, and then where can people find a book? The book is on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, and any online bookstore um, these days. You can also go to my website, themoneynerve.com, and I've got resources and online course. I have a podcast, Money You Should Ask, where we just talk about money and mindset to just help people realize everybody uh, at some point has been challenged financially, uh, whether they're rich, poor, we've all had failures or learning experiences. Oh, yeah. um, so themoneynerve.com <laughs> has all that and the book. Yeah. Okay, awesome. All right. All right. That is fantastic. And it's M-O-N-E-Y-N-E-R-V-E.com. That is correct. Nerve, not nerd. I'm the nerd, nice. but nice. it's the money nerve. Awesome. 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 I just want to make sure because the people are not watching it, they're not yeah. seeing it. They just want to make sure that they don't go to the wrong place. Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. Man, what a great conversation. And then so um, the other thing is, what would be your advice to people who um, haven't yet come to grips with their emotions around money? Like maybe they haven't thought about why is it that they are spendthrifts or why is it right. that they are misers? Like, you know, like, you know, they haven't done that work to look mm -hmm. back and see where its root, roots are laid. What would be your well, advice to those people? Yeah, I would, well, so what I would say is this, um, every, every, your story, my story, every story has a cost. My money story has a cost. And if I'm not willing to get familiar with what my story is, um, I'm not going to be able to decide to change the narrative. I'm not going to be able to change the ending. And so even though it may be uncomfortable, scary, overwhelming, willingness to look at my past through journaling, through asking other people that you grew up with, do you remember this? Or trying to really get really get curious and, and excavate some of these old, old 
stories that are living in our heads that we think are ours, that we think are the truth um, that we put up there when we were five years old, that mean nothing um, to look at all that and start to say, wow, this isn't serving me anymore. What's this costing me? What's this costing my soul? What's this costing my heart? Um, and, and then decide, do I, am I willing to make a change? Do I want a different outcome? How do I want to show up? Do I want to be the person in my family that changes the dynamics around finances? You know, I work with a lot of different people, um, marginalized people of color, um, women that, uh, maybe they didn't have the permission or they never felt like that's true for everybody else, but my people that's, and, 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 and certainly institutions have, have reaffirmed that in very negative ways over history. Um, and so to be able to look at that and say, wait, this part is mine. And then this is where the system failed me. Um, so I'm not crazy. Um, even though, you know, it feels like, no, I did all this work. Yeah, but there's somebody else outside of me holding me back. And to actually look at all that and say, okay, this is where I am. What am I going to do about it? And, and it's, yeah, it's not always fun. It's not always easy and it's not always comfortable. Um, but I can tell you doing the work, the payoff is amazing to be able to then look and start to find gratitude and appreciation, compassion and empathy um, and realize, yeah, life isn't always so easy, but I'm still blessed and I'm still going to show up and I'm still grateful to be here no matter what. No, that's great. That, I mean, that is uh, such a, such an important um, piece of advice because I feel like that is something that everybody can utilize. Right. And uh, anybody listening to this will be touched by it. I am absolutely positive about that. And so, you know, so when they reach out to you um, mm -hmm. on the moneynerve.com, um, they're reaching out to you about the book or are they reaching out to you about your other, I mean, are your other services connected? All of it. Everything's there. Okay. I have people reach out to me to do one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching around money. I have people reaching out to me to help them with their taxes and some one-on-one -on -one therapy. Uh, I have people reaching out to um, ask me to lead workshops or do speaking engagements um, all that. I mean, pre pandemic, I was doing live workshops around money sure. and emotions. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll start hopefully to get back again, to some, but yeah. some kind of normal. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So it's a one-stop shop. One -stop shop. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. 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 Okay. And then, so, you know, we, we, we talked about your fears and we found out that we have one in common fear public yeah. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> and you know you shared with us how you overcame how you mm -hmm. were able to like really do a deep dive into your own uh self and yeah. figure out who you are and have the freedom associated with that and so now you know we are at that point in the show where we do our tradition are you ready okay. bob for the i'm tradition? ready okay let's, all right, see. Here we go. let's do it all right here we go here we go the first fill in the blank is fearless freedom. What, no, I'm sorry. To me, fearless freedom means. Fearless freedom means I'm going to go forth and be fearless. Even if I have some fear, I am going to just push through that and sky's the limit. Awesome. 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 The next one is if I am fearless, I will. If I am fearless, I will overcome all obstacles and be the best version of myself. Love it. 
Love it, love it, love it. And the last one is, my battle cry is. My battle cry is, I'm unstoppable. Sweet. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. My voice is like halfway gone because I have been a screaming banshee of a parent for the last several days. My children have had games. <laughs> So that's why I'm I'm telling uh, the audience as well because they're probably like, why does she sound like that? Why does she sound saying. like that? That's not oh, her. what happened to her. <laughs> exactly. So, but that that's the reason. That's the reason why I sound like I have a frog in my throat. Um, but I have had such a great time in our conversation here, and I appreciate you for your candor and for sharing those pearls with the Fearless Freedom Tribe. So thank well, you, Dr. Bob. Jeep. My pleasure. I hope that uh, somebody out there took something away and knows that uh, it's doable and they'll reach into their fearless warrior piece and uh, take on the world. Absolutely.